Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I need information. I need it five minutes ago. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert, an everything entertainment update heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. So, um, what's new in your world? A new poll says that 10.7 million people will skip work Monday, the day after the Game of Thrones finale. Oh. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, you know, there's this petition going around because people are so unhappy with season eight. Uh, there's a petition begging HBO to redo it with a, with new writers. Yes. Um, they're not happy about, especially the last episode, and just in general, it feeling rushed. And it is been rushed. That the characters aren't really getting their due as far as completing their storylines. Mm-hmm. So that petition is inching closer and closer to a million signatures. What? Yeah, yesterday, I think it was at 200,000. The word's gotten around. And wow! I, I really can't remember a online petition with that many yeah. signatures. The potential so. to maybe change it. I doubt it, though. Look, you can't make everyone happy, as we know in all series finales. <laughs> right, we just talked about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's just an interesting little tidbit there. Mm-hmm. Um, taking the next day off, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> I love taking Mondays off, so maybe. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, I won't. It's not too late. No. <laughs> okay, so, you know, we've talked about who's going to be the next Batman. Um, Army Hammer, his name has been thrown around. I really love that choice, actually. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Holt. Um, so if you remember him, he uh, Nicholas Holt uh, used to date Taylor Swift, I think. Um, okay. He, yeah, uh, he's an English actor. Uh, uh, but Robert Pattinson is reportedly now the front runner in the next Batman. Robert Pattinson. No. I don't think so. I think he's too kind and gentle. I can't see him being yes. able to... I always think Sparky Vamp, Sparky, Sparkly Vampire, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sparky. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I just don't. I don't know if that's a good choice. Maybe he's evolved and changed. Yeah. I haven't really seen his other work, so for me judging that, yeah. But he does. He is defined by the Twilight. Yeah. Series. So. Yeah, Team Edward. Yes. Okay. Uh, John Wick Chapter Three is out today. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I Ooh. love the John Wick movies. Keanu Reeves just killing it in that role. Um, and then it's up against <laughs> a dog's journey. Um, uh, there's a limited release of Slaughterhouse Rules. The Sun is also a star. Comes out this weekend. All of these are competing with Detective Pikachu. Oh, right. Still I've in heard theaters. Really good reviews about that. Have you? Yeah. Okay. I'm a little afraid well, for my nephew Henry, who's four. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Actually, he's six now. Oh, my God. Close enough. All right. That's the latest dirt. You can find more on our website and on our app, mytalk1071.com. 
I just needed some dirt. Thank you. My Talk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 8.20, 12.20, and 5.20 on My Talk 1071. Excuse me, sir, it's 7, 7, 7. Time for Jason and Alexis in the mornings. Here is an illustrated summary of the new, new, new. Seven headlines at 7. What news do you bring? I've got about seven different things going on now. Give me at least seven. And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> What's going on this morning? What's going on this morning? I'm going to tell you. Alexis and Dawn just gave you the dirt, and now I shall give you the details in our legendary 7 at 7. One. Let's start local, shall we? Budget negotiations have stalled to the Capitol, and now lawmakers are putting plans in place for a government shutdown. Oh, yay. Uh, Senate Republicans are set to hold a floor vote today on their plan to keep state agencies running if the government shuts down July 1st due to the ongoing budget stalemate. Republicans say they're still hopeful Tim, uh, Governor Tim Walz and legislative leaders can strike a budget deal. Yeah, we're hopeful, too. Two. Happening today, Lola on the Lake will be torn down after going up in flames yesterday morning on the shores of Bede Makaska in, in Minneapolis. The cause of the fire remains under investigation, but fire officials say it may have been sparked by a lightning strike. The restaurant's owner says the building was so heavily damaged that it absolutely needed to be torn down. Three. Uh, the Minneapolis City Council will be discussing today the civil lawsuit filed by the family of Jamar Clark. The 24-year-old was shot and killed by Minneapolis police during a struggle with officers back in 2015. Police say he grabbed one of the officer's guns and the other officer shot him. Today, city uh, council members will be uh, briefed on the case after rejecting a proposed settlement earlier this month. Four. We turn now to national news. President Trump's new immigration plan aims to revamp the green card system to favor people with high-level skills, degrees, and job offers instead of those with family ties in the U.S. Immigrants would need to pass a civics exam and show a proficient understanding of the English language. The president also says his proposal would prevent dangerous people from entering the company. I think uh, people who even live here, we should all have to take a civics test if that's the criteria. Five. Missouri's ever see those jaywalking skits? Yeah, I think we all need a lesson. Uh, Missouri's Republican-led houses expect to pass a bill today banning abortions after eight weeks of pregnancy. Republican Governor Mike Parson is expected to sign the bill. Missouri would join Alabama and several other states, putting new restrictions on abortions. Supporters say the goal isn't the legislation. It's actually to bring the issue to the U.S. Supreme Court. Six. A new study from Glassdoor says some paid internships can put more cash in your pocket than a job. This will piss you off a little bit. Listen to this. Uh, The site compiled a list of the highest paid internships. Facebook comes out on top, reportedly paying interns $8,000 a month. Amazon took second place. Interns there earn $7,725 a month. Google, Uber, Apple, and Bank of America all make the top 10. Seven. FYI, Q, you're not making that much. Uh, Taco Bell, finally, Taco Bell takes a bite out of the hospitality industry. The fast food chain is opening a luxury hotel this summer. I'm not joking. Taco Bell is opening a luxury hotel. For a limited time, Taco fans can enjoy a relaxing education or uh, spot vacation rather at the Bell Hotel and Resort in Palm Springs, California. Guests can sip on Baja Blasts by the pool, catch some rays on a hot sauce floaty, and even visit a taco-themed salon. The Bell the Bell opens its door to 18 lucky superfans starting August 9th. And that's the way it is. 
And that is the way that it is for this Friday, May 17th, 2019. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning, live on My Talk 1071 and live streaming all over our planet on our fabulous My Talk app. I'm Jason Matheson, and joining me every single day when she's not floating around on a hot sauce floaty, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Alexis Thompson. I also want a burrito bowl haircut because that's just can't wait. Oh, uh, we can do that, girl. We can do it. <laughs> Good morning, Fluffy. Good morning, buddy. Good morning, Don McClain. Good morning. Hey, y'all. 708. Grab your beverage. Raise it. Put it in your mouth. Take mm. a sip of your refreshing morning beverage. Here we go. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Let's start the show. Mmm. Mmm. A little lukewarm, but it's still caffeine, so I'll take it. Nice. Yeah. I'll still take it. Uh, guys, we have so much going on at My Talk 1071 uh, in colluding the Grease sing-along. My talk in St. Paul Saints uh, bring are bringing the Grease Sing along to CHS Field in St. Paul, June 20th. Tickets are on sale right now. We have regular tickets and VIP tickets. And to get those tickets, I've said tickets a lot here, go to mytalk1071.com. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Lex, how are you doing? Great. Good? good? Yeah, feeling good today. Did you, uh, how long was your nap yesterday? Four or five hours? How uh, long was it? <laughs> um, an hour and a half. Oh, it wasn't okay, bad at good. all, actually. That's a see. That's a quality, decent nap. Yeah, yeah. Not a not one of your REM four hour cycles. That's no, good. I couldn't no. just let it just go. I had to set the alarm. You know, mm, that's good. Somewhere, yeah. Hey, if you want to see Alexis this weekend, Lex, tell all the, tell mm. the folks uh, where you will be on uh, all, all weekend. This is cool, my talkers. Yeah, there's uh, some great local Comic Cons, and there's a big one, Spring Con, that is tomorrow and Saturday at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds at the Grandstand. So think about that filled with comic-con booths and artists and games they have a whole bunch of really cool things going on cosplay you're encouraged to dress up um, and it's just really a fun time so that will be uh, tomorrow and sunday and of course old school toros husband and and my vintage, vintage. pop culture toy business we are going to be there too so it's going to be fire lit, lit. what do the it's kids be- say Lex is going to be lit, Dawn. She's going to be lit uh, during the weekend. Yeah. I, I think oh, I'm no. using that phrase properly. Yeah. yeah. Lex is lit, girl. Mm-hmm. Lex is lit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's at the fairgrounds, right? Yes, Lex? it is. Yep. Spring okay, Con. Uh, Dawn will be performing. Uh, uh, you're you're going on the road, right, Dawn? Your, your road show? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like a one-woman <laughs> show, magic <laughs> show, cabaret. I was... Uh, <laughs> I was talking to a friend, and I'll uh, talk, talk actually talk about that friend in just a second, but I forgot to say this earlier. This friend listens to um, our show with his mom, and he said one of, the, one of his favorite things of the past few months on our show was uh, one of Alexis Thompson's quizzes, and it was uh, when we were, when Don, you and I were acting out the 17th century pickup lines. <laughs> yeah. Good. He said... I, and you hear this all the time. You guys sometimes write this that, you know, quote, you know, we, you almost r- ran off the road laughing. Mm-hmm. Our friend said he literally almost did run off the road <gasps> laughing uh, because d- when Dawn and I were acting out the 17th century pickup <laughs> oh lines. Gosh, that, you guys were that, so funny. <laughs> that Lex was challenging <laughs> us with. I said, oh, God. I said, I love that so much. I said it was <laughs> that was one of my favorite games we've ever <laughs> Ever played, <laughs> and then of course he uh, he brought up another favorite uh, when Alexis uh, revealed for the first time ever that uh, 
she went in to get her hoo-ha waxed oh. and could only stand half of it being waxed. <laughs> and Dawn realized, connected the dots, and then just blatantly <laughs> asked, was it the, side by, was it just like left and right? And Alexis said yes, that she oh. only got <laughs> the left side of her hoo-ha uh, waxed. And I said, oh, yeah, believe me, that that in the history of our show goes down. I mean, that's that's written down in our history books is one of the best. So, <laughs> oh, I, uh, boy. Not only to go down memory lane, but uh, but I'm celebrating this friend because I'm also celebrating all of you spon your all of you spontaneous people. Oh, so happy yeah. spontaneous people day! I'm naming it today because we are. I'll quickly tell you, we are going to Walt Disney World today. Like uh, we're leaving our flights at one. I'm cutting it very close today. Our flights at <laughs> oh, one. Worth it, though. Lord, that makes me so nervous. I know. No. <laughs> So we had happy hour with our friend Brian and we're sitting there and he's like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? And and we say, we're going well, this He's like, I've never been. And you know how conversations go. We made a joke. We said, well, you should come with us. <laughs> and Brian uh, and Brian was like, huh? And then we all kind of made a face. And then Colin being Colin immediately jumps on Google flights. And he's like, I mean, he's like that, that phrase in sex in the city, the movie, uh, you two could rule the world with your phone. That's basically Mm -hmm. Colin. So he finds a flight that's only 347. He finds our itinerary and gets Brian on it for $347 or something like that. Yeah, it was close to that without tax. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that's that's pretty cheap for almost day of. And then uh, I said, "Okay, you want to do it? And he checked one thing and he did it. He pulled the trigger. We hooked him up with a Disney account. And uh, and now we're working on getting him fast passes. We got his tickets. And in in about five hours, six hours, we will be drinking at Walt Disney World, which is. yeah. So I'm so because he's never been there. Yeah, that's going to be so much fun to see it through his eyes. Yes. Like, I'm so like you would think I owned this place, but I just I'm so excited to show (laughs) him and oh, and ride rides. And yeah, so. Wow. What an amazing world we live in right now. That it's that easy to just mm-hmm. get it done. Look at that. Yeah, literally. Lex, you didn't we, have to talk to a person. You've no. booked everything. I mean, we are living, we're the most comfortable. Think about it. We can order something and it's delivered to us in an hour or two. Yeah. Lex, literally everything I just said was done at the free house. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? You get on their Wi-Fi and there you I'm, go. I'm going to put that in my ad today. I literally booked a Walt Disney World vacation at the free house. <laughs> I literally, we did say it was funny and we got to go. I said, I go, Brian, you just ate a free house hamburger. What are you going to do next? And he goes, I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> so yeah, it was. <laughs> anyway, so I'll have some fun Bye. stories. I'll have some fun stories on Monday. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey guys, uh, coming up on 715, we're going to take a break. And uh, Don McLean has some Game of Thrones fun facts ahead of the series finale after this. And now, a haiku dad joke from Alexis. What do poets drink when they go out to sports bars? Ice cold high Coors light. That's terrific. Poetic, too. <laughs> that was a haiku dad joke from Alexis. <laughs> Dawn went home, by the way. Yeah, I don't. No. 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 I know, Dawn. You don't, have to, don't, you don't have to say a word. I know. Coors Light? Uh-huh. Jason and Alexis in the morning, 7.20 as you make your way to work on this Friday. Hope you're having a good day. Thanks for spending a slice of it, a pizza slice of it with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we've been celebrating series finales all morning because it's a big month for it. Last week, we had the series finale of Veep. Uh, last night, the Big Bang Theory wrapped up rather well, oh, by all it. accounts, I think. I'm, I was looking at the press this morning. It's a great Fans and, Yeah. Fans and critics alike seem to like it. Uh, now, the biggest one of all this month is happening on Sunday, the wrap-up of the Game of the Thrones on HBO. And, Dawn, take it away. You mm. have some fun facts. We yeah. love fun facts Yeah, just show. three here that might just make people laugh. Uh, this isn't going to spoil anything, but uh, if you watch the show, you know that you hate a guy named Euron Greyjoy. I yes. Mean, how can anybody like him? He just showed up on the scene, you know, this last uh, season and into this one um, just to wreak havoc he is uh, basically took over the throne the the iron islands which is the Greyjoy joy family just showed up he was off gallivanting his whole life and then just took it away from uh, theon and his sister so he is a villain on the show mm-hmm. um, so i found this little tidbit that uh, the actor um, who uh who is on the show and actually in this last episode had a big fight with Jamie Lannister, if you remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, won't say anything more about that, but um, <laughs> he actually in real life was Jamie Lannister's family nanny. So you're on Greyjoy used to watch Jamie Lannister's kids. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. He was he was his manny. His yeah. Manny. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if that helped him get the role. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah. So anyway, that's just kind of a weird oh, wow. little tidbit there. And, oh. and they obviously on the show don't like each other, but you know, in real life, they're pretty good friends. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's his Manny. Wow. That is a fun fact. Isn't it? Wow. Okay. Another fun, fun fact. fact. Fun <laughs> fact. Okay. Another fun fact is that um, Circe Lannister... She, uh, of course, we all, um, another villain on the show, that her, she never appeared on screen with the character Braun. If mm. you remember, okay, Braun is sort of a vagabond. He helped Tyrion Lannister uh, escape and um, was just sort of a, a character that either you like him, but you also hate him at times. Yeah. Um, they were real life, a real life couple for years. Uh, so Cersei and Braun. Uh, and they actually hate each other, and they have never appeared on screen together because of this. Yes. Wow. Really? Yes, yes, yes. 
So they dated before Game of Thrones then. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then it's that's like a Juliana Margulies. It's like Juliana Margulies and um uh oh what was her name? Uh, on the Good Wife. Remember oh, Lex? Yes. Um, oh, oh. She played um Oh my goodness. Oh, Kalinda. Uh, she played Kalinda. Yeah. Yeah, they hated each other toward the end. <laughs> yes. Yep. Okay, and then my third fun fact just that you probably already know, but it sort of um goes with this theory that things are rushed in the the end of this series. I was talking about this yesterday, um that the creators David Benioff and DB Weiss, the showrunners behind the show, um, the reason why this series is rushed and it, we're not getting all the episodes is because they want to move on. It was announced in February by Lucasfilm that um, they have hired those two creators mm-hmm. to do the Star Wars spinoff. So they are um, they're making Star Wars films and they're done with Game of Thrones. They want to move on and, and, and do the three films that they have been commissioned to make. Um, so that's why that's why they're like they don't want to do the series and they wanted to end it and a lot of the the actors are like well i wish my wish this could have gone on longer a lot of people you know george r R. martin has expressed that he wanted more of the story um and so that's the real reason why all of this is sloppy because they have already moved on to working on star wars Oh, and they wow. want this to be done. They're done with it. And they just don't really, they're not putting their best effort into it. <laughs> that's sad. As I fans wonder, of the show, sorry, that should've... sucks. <laughs> it does suck, but yeah. Oh, because you said, Dawn, as I'm, I'm a non-watcher, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to represent the non-watchers in our audience. Mm-hmm. You feel it, right? It's not, you, you feel the rushness of it? Oh, yeah. You know, like uh, just... You're watching and you know there's only, it's like a countdown. You know there's only a few. I remember on the fourth episode, we just saw a bunch of the characters like saying goodbye to each other. I'm like, we're never going to see those characters again. This is their wrap up. They have too many loose ends with all of these great storylines inside. Because the side characters are what I care about the most with this. I I enjoy, you know, uh, just the the ones that aren't the main you know Daenerys and John really that's kind yeah. of a boring plotline to me to be honest um but it's these characters that we just love because they're not your traditional good or bad guy they're somewhere in between yeah. and so you're just finding them go through more interesting journeys but then it's just cut so short it's like okay you're going off and bye going to have bye. a baby bye and then it's you're not like part of the main narrative exactly john snow says bye or maybe you know uh, you know, and you're like, ah, you know, this is that's it for them. We're never going to see them again. So. And some of the big characters too. It's just like, okay, oh well, yeah, <laughs> they deserved a better death than that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Well, yeah. and it's, it's kind of like the Deathly Hallows, the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, they could they can only service so many. Because Colin, who had read the books, was telling me, oh, this death is bigger in the book. Like this, you know. Oh yeah. Um, this is bigger, and you spend more time with this. And I'm like, oh, oh, because. There was one fight in particular with the Deathly Hallows Part 2 that I wanted to be longer, and that was uh, Lestrange and uh, Ron and Mrs. Weasley. And, and, and Colin said that the fight is much longer in the book, because when Mrs. Weasley goes nuclear on uh, Lestrange, yeah. I was like, oh, I loved that. Mm-hmm. But I wanted more of it. I wanted a few more minutes. So I it get it. It could have been. I mean, Game of Thrones, just, I mean, this is going to be the sixth episode this Sunday. 
It could have at least been 10. Like, at least yes. make it a full it season. Time. And even last season, uh, you remember, they probably knew because the announcement was made by, um, in, in February, February 6th was made by Lucas Films that they had hired these two guys. Um, who knows when they actually knew? Because last season was only seven episodes, if you remember. Yeah. So we had a short season then. Yeah. We didn't have a full 10. And now we've got six here. So it's really just... We're getting the short end of this, yep. the, the sword. Yeah, we need oh, more nice, force nice on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Nice, nice, Don. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You like Seven, that? I did. 728, when we come back, Don continues with passing notes. And what is a mere touch doctor? I, I'm a little afraid of this. Uh, <laughs> Don has both when we return. We're excited coming up in the 8 o'clock hour to welcome back uh, the psychic for the National Enquirer. Our good friend Maria Shaw will be here. Taking your calls, she'll tell you uh, what spring and summer will hold for various signs. Mm. And uh, yeah, always always fun when Maria's here. <laughs> yes. It's coming up uh, in our 8 o'clock hour. Right now, though, 733, Jason and Alexis in the morning on my Talk 1071 and on our app, girl. We're everywhere. We're everywhere you want to be. Um, <laughs> now, Dawn, do we know, is this passing notes the one that Rocco was working on with B. Arthur? I'm not oh, sure. No, I know I, this. I think that next week there's one. Yeah. That's. Oh, that's yeah. the one. That's Lex? the epic one. Yes. Although he did say there's a new actress today. Yeah. Oh. Passing notes. And that there's a line in here that might become a perennial on our show. Oh, wow. So he said, listen for that. <laughs> he told me this yesterday. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Okay. Like, well, let's right. do it. Let's yeah. kick this pig. All right. Let's hear it. Are you passing a note? She passes me notes in class all the time. Do you want to pass me a note and have me circle yes or no? This is Passing Notes on Jason and Alexis. Old high school notes that producer Don found read aloud by the MyTalk players. It was sweet. We held hands and passed notes. And you are to read that letter in front of my class. Read it out loud. Don. Can you believe her? Who does she think she is? Mrs. Popularity? Okay, first off, it's former My Talk Morning Show oh! co-host Marjorie Ponnet. Welcome back to the Morning Show Airwaves, Marjorie. Secondly, the person she's referring to here... Who does she think she is? Mrs. Popularity? ...is a character that former Morning Show producer Marley McMillan used to play. A girl called Micah. You might remember Micah as being kind of a psycho, oh, yeah. as evidenced here. I hate that f***ing Greg Coors. He better hope he doesn't run into me whenever he's alone and no one's around. And I have a knife or a gun or something. Maybe I might cut his balls off or something. If I can find them. Anyway, let's let Marjorie, or Heather, continue. Man, that new guy must have gone straight to her head. How stupid. She's the one that left you, and now she's blaming it on you, saying you didn't even come to her car. Okay, here's what Heather is referring to. At one point in high school, Micah was giving Dawn rides to and from school. Until one day, she sent Dawn a note telling her that those days were done. I'm not going to take you to school or home anymore. I think you know why. But if not, I'll tell you if you want to know. But I think it's just a good idea that you find a ride. I don't know what happened. But if you want to know the truth, I think you're getting on the snotty side and you're acting like a bitch. Well, anyways... I've got to go. Micah. Okay, so now that we're caught up, let's get Heather's take on the whole Micah situation. Does she think riding with her every morning and night is some great privilege or pleasure? God. 
Man, I can't wait till your mom gets a hold of that note. Oh, baby, watch out. Not a good situation. You have to call me and tell me everything that happens, okay? Oh, man, I am so mad. Look how sloppy this note is. Sorry, but I don't think you're being a snot. She's a skunk. The script I sent Marjorie actually said skank. (laughs) So either she misread it or made the conscious decision to not say that word since she's a nice lady with a reputation to uphold. Let me at her. If she thinks I'm going to go to that party with her over this weekend, forget it. She'd probably leave me there. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? You want to do something this weekend? Are all Dawn's friends a little unstable? Did you ask your mom about the 28th and the 29th? My mom said it's okay with her. She said you could stay the night and all, okay? So we should probably sign up. Say, okay? Love ya. Right back. Marjorie also forgot the part where she's supposed to say love Heather. So instead, I'll just have her wrap it up this way. She's a blank damn skunk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. Um... Don, were all your friends a little off balance? I mean, high school girls were yeah. all kind of a little off balance, I think. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I can't believe that we got anything done. You know, as far as school oh. goes and studying, I was constantly writing notes, mm-hmm. constantly obsessed over boys. I mean, how, yeah. did, how did we even get into college? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. Yeah, because uh, I I know like geography class was the worst for me because I hated the teacher. <laughs> yeah. That's when I did all my note writing. So mm-hmm. I still can't tell you where France is on a map. You know what I mean? I, just... <laughs> right. I am so bad at math. I barely passed any type of algebra. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ma- okay. Let's round robin it. So <laughs> what are you? What are your worst subjects? So mine would be, um history and any type of math i'm with you dawn any mm. type of math whatsoever horrible at math dawn what are your two well i mean mine i got all a's and then my freshman year i got an f in oh. algebra it was oh. atrocious i had to go to summer school for it it was like a huge just panic and shock so i would just say any math and then uh in that continued like in college i was still i had to take the lowest level of math possible we had to test into what math we got into and i had to take it in the summer like inner just like to completely focus on that my friend's dad was the teacher just so that i could pass with a c yeah <laughs> oh really yeah yeah oh my it's almost goodness. like i have a learning disability in math i think yeah i it think it's gone. i'm not joking i i'm oh. the same way yeah. i really do now Lex was really good at math. So just, <laughs> I did love be. math. Yeah, I loved math. I think it's because I had great math teachers. That, that really does make a difference. It does. Also, my dad is a mathematical genius, so he spent a lot of time uh, with me understanding, oh. you know, what what it uh, how to figure figure everything. Is he really for Lex? X. I, oh yeah. Is he, oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a genius. He's wow. an inventor and an engineer. I mean, see, he just see Don. We were we didn't we didn't have those math genes, did we, Don? No. No, my no. dad was also uh, an engineer too. He was super smart. Oh. I just don't think that he knew how to. You know, my parents would try to help me, but they just didn't know how to put it into words with what they were. Some people are good at teaching, and some people aren't. Right. You know, and yeah. that's no fault of theirs. They just don't know how to really put it into words to make it make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If I can't visualize what something is, I was really good at, for instance, like geometry, because I knew what I was trying to do. I'm trying to find how much volume is in this cube. You know, yeah. that made sense to me because it was a visual thing that I could. It was a thing that I. You know, but just, oh, numbers and letters 
together. <laughs> it's just yeah. so hard. I'm like, what is this? Oh. Oh, gosh. Yeah, oh. trigonometry, calculus, that's where it got even. Yeah, you're right, because it, it's, <sighs> then it, you're, yeah, you're using letters and <laughs> trying to figure out. Oh, my I sister's just know. like my dad, mm-hmm. and she was, you know, she has a hard time doing just some, some basic, you know, move the decimal over one to the left, and that's 10%. Mm-hmm. She, I don't know what she goes through in her mind when she's trying to figure out um, a tip or just a, you know, a percentage of something, but she takes the long road, and I'm like, Mayor, <laughs> all you need to do is move <laughs> yeah. that over, double it if you want, there's 20%, but she just... But she did. She does math with crazy numbers, and she's a math teacher now. So, oh wow, yeah. Oh yeah, I. Oh, I'm so envious because I can't do any of that. It makes me <laughs> yeah. panic. It makes me yeah. feel dumb. Panic. I just. Ooh, you know, our football coach was our algebra teacher, and he mm. was not good at it. He would get the students up to teach. He's like, oh yeah, you go up there, tell them how to do this. Oh no! And and so for me, when I was just really lost and not knowing what was going on, the foundation of math is algebra one, you know, right? Um, because it all just went downhill from there. He also didn't like girls and would just flat out say, "I don't like girls. You guys what? distract my football players, and they're supposed to do a job on the field and just in general in class." He didn't like me, or he didn't oh, like girls wow. at all. He would. I was a cheerleader, and yeah. he would tell us the wrong time to show up for the bus, so we would miss it. He put me in the closet because I was talking once and made me stand in there all hour in the dark. Did you see me in there? <laughs> I oh. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't you remember we made out? <laughs> That's right. I remember. Yeah. It's like, well, if I'm going to be in this closet, I might sure. as well make out with Dawn. Yeah. I mean, you know. yeah. Oh, but anyway, you know, we all have those horror stories about teachers that were kind of not oh. the best. It does make a difference. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Mm-hmm. When we come back, what? is a mere touch doctor. Mm. You're going to find out next. Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis. In the morning. On my talk Radio 7 one everything entertainment. I'm Jace. With Lex. Hey, girl, hey. And Don McLean, everybody. <laughs> hey, girl, hey. Hi, girl, hi. Hey. Hi. Uh, oh, it's we got that Friday feeling. Don't yeah, we, we do. We got oh, that man. Friday feelings, Next. ups and here's, just sayings. Yes, we mm-hmm. do. Yeah, we do. You got that magical feeling going on, Jace. Uh, yeah, it's I'm get so even excited. more magical. I know. We're going to Walt Disney World for the weekend and bringing a friend. And during the commercial breaks, we're trying to add him to all of our fast passes. Oh, is which- that easy to do? Girl, no, it's not. It's like the Da Vinci Code. Um, <laughs> but that's why you need the fairy godfathers. Uh, but no, it is. I'm sitting here during every commercial break and I just keep refreshing. That's what you have to do. Um, just because, you know, obviously Colin made it for a party of two. So now I have to add him, try to get the same fast passes at the same times for all of our plans. Oh, and, my uh, God. Oh, yeah. It is. Uh, but now, you know what it is? You know me and my personality. Uh, it's become a challenge. It's fun. Like, oh, now. Oh, yeah. Game oh, time. Oh, girl. It is a game. Like, it is a it is a blanking mission now. I am bound and determined to get this done. And I will, girl. Oh, oh. yeah. We have faith. May the oh, force be with you. Oh, I will. I will make it happen. 
Yes. <laughs> That's kind of freaky. That's really weird. I don't know what's happening right now, but it's very ASMR. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, anyway. oh, boy. Uh, so uh, we have Maria Shaw coming up in just a little bit. Uh, right now, 748. Dawn, what? Yeah. What is a mirror? What is this? A mirror touch doctor? Okay, so I started reading this article on Vice last night about this guy. He's a doctor named Joel Joel Salinas. And mm. it means that he can literally feel his patient's pain. Um, he has something that's incredibly rare called mirror touch synesthesia. And it's a condition where you can feel something that someone else is feeling physically. Oh, my God. He learned about this while he was a medical student in 2007. He was at the University of Miami. Uh, A man collapsed in the waiting room. And here he is just working as, um, you know, a first time medical student. And um, the alarm sounded. He ran in there and all of a sudden he started feeling um, he literally felt his because the guy collapsed. So he was just thrown into a shock of feeling his back pressed against the linoleum floor. But he's standing up. His body buckled under each compression of his chest swelling. Um, And then also they had an artificial, you know, breathing tube. So he felt that going in. He felt a hollow slipping sensation. And this is all in his memoir called Mirror Touch, and he put this book out in 2017. He was dying, but he basically wasn't. He could so feel he himself the dying. Guy or was he, did he just enter the space? He entered the space. Wow. Right. So he was oh, wow. near him. Um, so they spent 30 minutes trying to revive this guy. Uh, the patient actually died, and he, he laid there with him and just basically kind of freaked out. So he felt his body, his like, he felt the absence of breath, the pulse. Like he went through the whole process of feeling like that he was also dead. (laughs) So it was a real moment of trauma for him. Um, So they had to figure this out and figure what was going on. Um, So then throughout the years, he's now 34 years old. He is a neurologist and he's really helps people in the medical industry know what people are feeling when they're going through things. Yeah. So he's learned how to get this under control and study his own brain. If he can control how he feels in that moment, because that might be so debilitating that he can't do anything. Right. Which is what he feared. He'd worked his whole life to try to get good grades, to become a doctor, go to medical school. And then he figured out for the first time when confronted with trauma like this, that he could do this. And very rarely does this happen to people. Um, and it it's sort of they explain it like um, we all feel empathy for someone else. Psychopaths don't. But this is the other end of the spectrum where we feel people's empathy. When you see someone crying or you see that someone's in pain, you do get nervous. And I mean, most people do. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not a nurse or a doctor, it's hard to keep yourself calm in moments like that. So basically, uh, it's it's a it's a rare form of feelings, empathy where it becomes physical. And it's like, you know, that's on a subconscious level that you feel this empathy. But basically his body and brain crosses over into the subconscious and then back just in in your conscious life. So he's just it's just fascinating to me. Um, So he sees this as a gift. He sees it as a gift. Yes. And he's learned how to hone that. You know, it's kind of almost like, you know, we're going to have Maria Shaw on very soon. It's some people that see dead people. Or they can, uh, they are psychics. They have a hard time controlling when those spirits come in and out of their 
you know, room presence and they, they don't like to the talking <laughs> to dead people. They don't want them appearing all the time and they learn how to control that as well. So that's sort of what it reminded me of. And oh, it makes me want to read this book. It's called Mirror Touch and it's Dr. Joe Salinas is the guy's name. We'll put the link up on our show page. Lex, wow. you should try to get this gift. Try to get it. Oh, <laughs> get it, man. I would not want it. this. I don't know. That's why I'm kind of a little... Well, you it's can't a good really question harness like, it. Yeah, if he th- considers it a hindrance or if or if he considers it a true gift. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if I would like this. I wouldn't. I already no. feel like I feel people's vibes too much. Do yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Hello, yeah. Yeah, uh, super uh, empath. I think it's like it's it's almost has something to do that I've developed because I've been on the radio for so long that I mm. only hear people's voices. And so you sort of, it's almost like having one of your senses oh. taken away. We only talk to people, and so we're just hearing. And so when I'm in the presence of real people... <laughs> Sometimes it freaks me out and I am, you know, sometimes it's overwhelming and I get, oh, you know, it's just like, ooh, I'm feeling there, you know, even if it's like intense love for us, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Meet and greet. (laughs) Well, and in a weird way, uh, this is, I'm going to stumble my way through this. I'm, I'm not forming my words well with this. I actually think we are better at that, the three of us, because of the way we do our show. Mm-hmm. With me, I think we we actually probably know each other better because I really have to listen. Because for people who don't know, we don't see each other. I'm in a studio in Eden Prairie, and uh, Don and Alexis are um, in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And so I really have to be in tune with you two in a much deeper way. And I And I'm not being funny. I have to know... I listen for, I listen for your like uh, your 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 reading, your read style. I listen for the tone in your voice. I I always say when people ask um, with Alexis, I know, I know your cadence so well. I know your speech pattern so well because people go, "Wow, you guys don't really trip over each other a lot at all." And I go, "No, we don't." I said because I know when Alexis is landing the plane. Like I know when Alexis is getting. When she's done with a thought, I know it. I know that she's done. And I'm getting the same way with you, Dawn. I know I can tell with your vocal patterns, like, okay, she's wrapping up. She's she's <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It's so we have been doing this eleven years. Now now there is that too. I mean, there is that too. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying it's it's yeah. fascinating to me. Oh, it is. For you know, just practical for us. Mm-hmm. Um that we you we still get people that are surprised that you're not in the same room. Jason, oh, you say oh, that every, like in your studio audience. Uh, yeah. Every week, without <laughs> fail. Every, I would say, yeah, most days, most audiences, at least one person is shocked. Still to this day, 11 years later, that we are in separate buildings. And that's a compliment. Yay, I, I take it as a compliment. That's good, yeah. yes. It's a huge compliment. So, yeah. Uh, guys, it is 7.55. We're very excited. Uh, the psychic for the National Enquirer, Maria Shaw, is back with us live. Uh, she's going to tell you what you can expect for different signs for spring and summer. So tell Alexis and Dawn what's in their future. And we'll be taking your calls, too. Fun 8 o'clock hour kicks off right after this.